Welcome everyone to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show where we tell you what is going on in the nerdy world. And where if you listen really closely, you can hear a bag of th- <laughs> The subtle sound of CJ being oppressed. <laughs> help, help being oppressed. Uh, I am CJ Mullen, of course, joined by the stars of the show, Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. <laughs> What's going hello, on? Hello, hello. I am a shining star. I'm also a firework. Uh, gotta let those oh. colors burst. <laughs> Make him go, uh, uh, uh. So let's start off with some really awesome, cool, nerdy news from the start. So E3, the Entertainment Electronics Exposition, which I believe this was called, uh, is opening up for the first time to the public. Uh, This is a big deal because this is where Sony, Microsoft, Ubisoft, uh, Nintendo hold their big press conferences is where they showed off future consoles, where they really talk about what's going on in the gaming world. And you had to be really a member of the press or a member of like a development team making a game in order to go. And fans have been clamoring for years uh, for the ability to 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 go as just a general Joe Schmo and play demos and see things that uh, you know the, the general public doesn't get to see till much later. Uh, I am super excited for this. Tickets are going to be about one hundred and fifty dollars, from what I can remember. Uh, if you do the early bird, normally two hundred. I think it's a pretty damn fair price to go to a a, a convention in Las Vegas. Brian, you've watched E three a million times. Are you excited at all about the possibility that now anyone can just go? Well, I would beg to differ because E three is not a million years old, nor am I. But yes, I do want to go. All all you gotta do is say the word, CJ. I'll buy the plane ticket today. I'm super stoked. Very excited. I want to see all the trailers, and I, I want to play all the games. You know when you get like a bunch of people say 300 or more in one small room that's poorly air conditioned and you're just standing there sweating. That's what sounds that's like a what, bad time for Josh. That's what this is going to be. That's what it's going to be. And, and like, I, like Comic-Con is cool, but that's, that's the thing. You walk in there and it's just like, why are all these sweaty people near me? I, I apologize. I made a mistake. It is not in Las Vegas. It's in LA. The Los Angeles convention center is where it'll be. That's taking even place. worse. June 13th to 15th. I'm thinking large space air conditioned, Josh. It's California. Bro, it's going to be a large space that's going to be so poorly air conditioned because it's big and the doors are constantly being opened and it's 105 fucking degrees in LA in June. And then we're going to pack thousands of people in there, all just breathing. (laughs) And then we're also going to put all these computer machines everywhere. God damn those people for breathing. And those computer machines. Right. They're just heating up everything, consoles, all that shit. No fans. <laughs> but there's booth girls. That makes it worth it. They'll be hot and sweaty, You're going to have a bad time. Uh, I disagree, sir. If I can play uh, a demo early before you can, I will say. I'm not so sure. I heard uh, someone told me once that California knows how to party. <laughs> That's so. they do. They do. I was playing. You know, I watched this uh, trailer for the Tupac movie. And then I'm finding radio edits on Apple Music and playing them for my kids. Like, so you, <laughs> the, you, you, not yet, but I'll, you know, you'll hear all this when you're a teenager and I'll, I'll make sure you listen to the right stuff. This is the guy, this is one of the guys. And the kids were just like, ew. I'm, <laughs> oh, I was crestfallen, CJ. They, they're, they're, they're too young yet. They have to rebel against you before they're like, yeah, Tupac, all right. I mean, they've really got to just like 
so now they're not there. They're not there yet. They're not at the rebel. Uh, right. That's yet. what I'm saying. You got them too early. I mean, I applaud you for getting them early, but they just don't get it because they don't have that that because uh, parents just don't understand. They don't have the you angst know? that that you need wow. to love. You're just gonna go with this this whole lyric game, aren't you, bro? Whole episode. Jesus, I apologize. I don't know what you're talking about? Brett's Bumblebee. It's not even Brian there, right? It's just it's just. Putting random <laughs> quotes from movies and radio and yeah, they're not TV always and, equivalent right? to what's happening but, within. No, the, but I'm just saying he's Bumblebee right now. He he's Bumblebee. not even Brian. You're all just jelly of my swag. Oh wow, not anymore. I've had a couple of people that said that they would love to go with us. Josh, I think you're like hard passing on going to E3. From what I can uh, tell, I'm hard passing on LA in June. <laughs> I think it's worth it, man. This, Look, this, I, I got to be honest. Mm-mm. Ever since I could uh, appreciate E3, this has been on my bucket list. I wanted to figure out a way to go. I tried once before to get a, a press credential uh, when I was doing a, another website, which, of course, didn't work at all. Uh, and I have a couple friends who have gotten to go to E3, and they bragged about it, and I've been extremely jealous. So, uh, dude, I'll gladly you know what sucks? plonk down $150 <laughs> for it. Unless you're ready to leave your eight and a half pregnant wet wife home for a week, part, you man. can't go. <laughs> She's never going to let me go. This it's it's too, it's uh, it's just too many days, and it's too close to the a new baby too, coming. Too close. Too close. Yeah, she to it. she you, literally just walked into the room. By the way, to tell me no. <laughs> literally walked into the room right now, listener, to tell me no. I believe it. I believe There's it. There's no word if E3 2018 or future E3 expos will be open to the public. Uh, the tickets go on sale uh, February 13th, uh, so you're going to be li- – So like today. So today, the, when you're listening to this, <laughs> right now, they're on sale. $150 is part of the early bird discount, normally $250. Brian, go and take pictures on like you did when you went to Comic-Con, you poor little bastard. Are you kidding me? I took shit tons of pictures I, for Comic-Con. Yeah, but like I had to like, like prod you I to do it. I them all to you. Anyway. I'm sorry I didn't take any selfies, CJ. That's not how I roll, all right? Uh, I'm surprised you weren't walking around with your selfie stick doing that. All right, let's move on to some movie news because there's a lot of things that came out. Movie slash streaming, in my opinion, that we're going to talk about. The first is uh, confirmed by Kevin Smith. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot is in the works. Apparently, uh, Kevin Smith is writing the script and uh, Miramax is actually on board for this because this is one of the few properties that he actually owns because he doesn't own Clerks. He doesn't own Dogma. He doesn't own Chasing Amy. Uh, so he actually owns this. Uh, does the world need another James yes. Bob reboot? Yes. Yes. The world always needs a James Silent Bob. I agree with you. Uh, How's that even a question? Because yeah. friend of the show, Craig Newcomb, it, uh, said that this was unnecessary and no one needs this. Craig Listen, Newcomb is, is unnecessary. It is not the movie that the world <laughs> needs right now, but it's the one it deserves. Uh, oh, man. Oh, Brian. And Craig knows I don't <laughs> actually mean that, but this is that's a ridiculous opinion to have. Like, anytime you can get some Kevin Smith, you need to get some Kevin Smith. Except for Tusk. Well, no, man. No, it's, got like its, it's got its place. Yeah, so, but um, again, this and is yoga hosers. Yoga hosers yoga, was good. I, I enjoyed by the way. yoga hosers. I was, I enjoyed it as well. Good. Uh, Kevin Smith said that this is going to be just like it was originally. This is going to be a lot of commentary on Hollywood, especially with what's going on right now within Hollywood and their fascination to do reboots. So he's going to reboot and then satire the fact that 
reboots happen, which I think Kevin Smith can pull off. Uh, he's, you know, really said that he's misdirecting and, and writing a little bit, especially when he's done so much for the CW and, you know, Supergirl and Flash. And maybe he's got a, uh, uh, no, man, it's, of it's, I th- it might be simpler than that. It might, maybe Muse burned through all his money. <laughs> Muse just directed <laughs> a, a movie with Terry Hatcher. No, I know. I'm just joking. No, I, I mean, think- uh, I, I really think just be, and, and listen, I don't know anything about the human being that is Kevin Smith. Just what I know from his podcast, like a genuinely good dude. Mm-hmm. He's a a genuinely good dude, and B he he really enjoys writing. He hasn't done a lot of it. He like you said, he's directed two episodes of The Flash. He's actually directing a second episode of Supergirl. He directed an episode of The Goldbergs on that's, Fox. A, that's ABC. A, oh, I'm mean, sorry, ABC. And he is doing a, a Buckaroo Bonsai yes. Amazon pilot. Like That's he's cool. directing that. So the Mallrats project he, is dead. Though. He hasn't done a lot of writing in a while. Mallrats, Mallrats got uh, picked up by somebody as well. well he just, I don't remember he just who. Said that, he said in his Facebook post, it's no dead. one bought Mallrats. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah. a shame. That was going to be a movie. The movie fell through. He was going to make the TV series. No one bought it. So, hey. Listen, he he owns these characters. He he doesn't own his others. He really wants to do this. I'm I'm all for it. I was just putting out there another person's opinion and asking for your question. Or your that your person's opinion, opinion is wrong. Uh, I agree. So actually, here's a question where maybe someone's opinion could be wrong. The Magic School Bus Rides Again is uh, a reboot of the Magic School Bus cartoon, and it's going to be starring Kate McKinnon. As Miss Frizzle, uh, it will be an animated show coming to Netflix. Do any of you have an attachment to the magic, the magic school bus, or am I like the only person who cares about this? I've never. You seen are the it. only person who cares oh, about this. Man. Okay, so Kate McKinnon, though, you know her from Saturday Night Live and Ghostbusters, the female Ghostbusters cast. She was. She was oh, also an office Christmas party. Uh, I didn't see. She that. was. She was actually like probably the only part of Ghostbusters I liked. Life. Right. Um. Okay, so you guys, I mean, I grew up, not grew up, but I enjoyed watching the Magic School Bus, and the theme gets stuck in my head every now and then. It's it's pretty cool, but uh, I, I like the fact that Kate McKinnon, she's pretty funny. She does a pretty good job, uh, and yeah. like I said, she was one of the redeeming factors of Ghostbusters. She'll be playing Miss Frizzle. I think it works perfectly fine, and this is another example of Netflix doing a good job of grabbing a series that should be remade or should be done, and Going forth and almost like a Arrested Development and a couple other shows. I, I think this is I think this is good news. If you're a fan of the Magic School Bus, I don't think you should be yelling or screaming or being upset about this. I'm not sure that fans of the Magic School Bus yell or scream about money. I, <laughs> I don't know, man. They're they're still never mind. Uh, I don't know. You you may be right there. Aren't they children? Like are aren't they Well now they're just stoner. No, they're all they're grown up now. Yeah, they're just stoner millennials now who still watch no, it when they're when No, they're no, no, no. They, 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 they forgot all about it. It's like everybody else. Like it's it's kids that I'm know it. Up a river of lava. Sorry, I love that. Stop. Thing. Oh, you're the only one who gets to do singing. Is that how this works? No, I don't. I don't even like to do that. You then just save the audio so, file and turn it into a running segment. All right, so apparently. speaking of shows that no. So speaking of uh, shows that Netflix is saving or bringing back, Bill Nye saves the world is going to premiere yes! on April twenty first. Everything about that sentence is right. There's nothing wrong Bill with Nye that. Bill Nye saves sentence. my world all the time. Uh, so Bill Nye is going to be covering uh, subjects from global warming, GMOs, sex, uh, and alternative medicine. Uh, it's it's Bill Nye the science guy for grownups. Yeah, that's all you need to know, and it's amazing. So it's half it's half you know Bill Nye half talk show. Uh, it looks 
just so good. I mean, Donald Faison, Rachel Bloom, Zach Braff, they're they're making cameos for the celebrities. He has a lot of people from the scientific community coming on. I really hope Neil deGrasse Tyson is one of those guys because I think those two together are magical. Uh, they make learning fun. Uh, they, this is fantastic. They would not aspire to your your uh, it, your uh, description of magical. They, they succeed that way. What do you? No, they don't believe in magic. They're oh, scientists for crying out loud, CJ. <laughs> uh, what do you think there about is this, Brian? No you... basis for fact behind magic. <laughs> Chris Angel will beg to differ. Uh, Chris Angel is a master illusionist, and everything he does is, you know. Illusions? You can explain with science. <laughs> so, Brian, you elated uh, and screamed and shouted. I did elate and scream and was 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 extremely happy when I saw this trailer. Were you a big Bill Nye the science guy? Are you going to ask why? Yes, why? Why? Yes, yes. I was the kid who had no friends and was a science nerd. Of course I watched Bill Nye the science guy growing up, and it was amazing. And now I'm a grown-up with few friends, and I still want to watch Bill Nye the science Bill guy. Bill Nye so, the yes. science guy. Bill, I Bill, saw him Bill. speak at uh, I saw him speak while I was at Penn State once, and it was amazing. Yeah, he, he was great. And, he's, and, and I mean, everything he's been doing uh, on you know YouTube and other series, and coming on the talk shows has just been fantastic. He's just he's he's entertaining. He he really makes really high thought processes really entertaining and makes it understandable for everybody, children and adults alike, and he's just. He's funny. He really is. Um, when I saw him speak uh, at, at in college, like we were all just like sitting through the 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 two or three other people before him, going, "When the hell is Bill going to show up?" <laughs> and then they were like, and then they were like, "Okay, Bill and I, a science guy." And, like the entire stadium was just screaming, "Bill, Bill, Bill!" While he was riding in on a Segway, and it was awesome. One of my favorite college. Movies. Everything you just said is Bill and I, the science guy. Just all of that in one. In one sentence. So, Josh, you've been uh, very quiet. Did you uh, have Bill Nye the Science Guy on your radar at all? Like, ever? I Actually, I've never seen an episode. And it's not, uh, I, like, not intentional. I just don't think it, it was relevant when I was that makes sense. a kid watching TV. Would you watch this series? What? Why? Why? Because <laughs> he's going to explain science in really cool, understanding ways and have really cool people on there. And uh, no, I, no, I mean, yeah. maybe... I just it's it's not I'm not interested by it. Not interested in learning facts about science. All right. Not on purpose. Science in, <laughs> in a word is just facts. You're you're shh, just you're it's like a double negative. Shh, shh, shh. Just say you're not interested in learning about science, not facts about science. Science itself is a fact-based science. It's, it's a fact. All right, so Josh is not interested in learning about science and will not intentionally watch the show. I don't think Not this is. Purpose. I don't even think this is a show you should make the kids watch. I don't think the kids can watch this. Nah, it's more grown this, up. This strikes me as the grown up Bill Nye the Science Guy, which is awesome. All right, let's talk about the Super Bowl, and mainly just about the trailers that happened during the Super Bowl. No, uh, no, 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 no. Let's give Josh. Let's give Josh five minutes to talk about the game. Cool. All right. I watched the game. Yeah. I was neither here nor there. It was a good game, I will tell you that. As someone who does not care for football, I was even like, oh, wow, that was a really, you know, intense game. Um, but, yeah, Josh, what did you think of the game? Lady Gaga was a wonderful performer, by the way. Best halftime show since Prince. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And here's here's what I think. And I've said this – well, I've said this a lot of times uh, in the past couple weeks – 
my call was Patriots going to halftime, trailing by 13, win by 10. So my prediction was at halftime, the score would be 20 to 7 Falcons, and the Patriots would score 23 unanswered points. You were pretty damn close. And win by 10. Now, I remember watching this game and going, holy shit, Josh is like pretty damn close to I, being right. Right. So I people started texting me at halftime. I mean, people started hammering me at halftime. Oh, it's good job, Nostradamus. And I'm like, hey, I said they'd go in trailing by 13 and win by 10. They're down 17, whatever it was. Uh, I'm thinking they probably win by six. Well, wait, what are you saying? And I'm like, Patriots win. The Patriots are going to win this game. They scored 25 unanswered points and won by six. Now, <laughs> it's not a, a big deal because this is what Bill Belichick does. It, it was a it was a fantastic. It was the best Super Bowl in my memory, other than the first Super Bowl I watched, which is why I'm a Washington Redskins fan. I loved it, and and the best part of the whole game was that Christian could stay up for the whole game, watch it with me. And actually, he got it. Like, he understood what was happening. And even though he was rooting for... Can he explain it to me? (laughs) Even though he was rooting for the Falcons, he understood the significance of what was happening, which was really cool. He never stopped talking trash the entire game. (laughs) But man... Like father, like son. It was the best part of the game for me. And and I'll remember the Super Bowl forever. I'll tell tell my grandkids about it. I told like three people at work about it. And that's where I'll stop. (laughs) My conversation was, yes, I watched the game. Cool. I was uh, watching a show on Hulu and then edited our podcast. And that's the the commercials were subpar. Yes, they were. The commercials were quite disappointing. But there was a few the trailers, trailers that we need to talk about. Uh, the trailers were pretty. good. The first one I want to talk about is Transformers: The Last Night. Yeah. Which to me has that new Fast and Furious movie, but with Transformers because Optimus Optimus Prime, Prime is, is brainwashed. Yeah. Right. He's beating the shit out of Bumblebee. Yeah. It's right. sad and kind right. of. It's the exact same story. Though. It is the uh, Fast and Furious Whatever. movie with Transformers, Transformers. did it first. Uh, but did they? But did they? I mean, the 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 Fate of the Furious trailer came out before a while this. ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but well, a, CJ, this the Super Bowl is in the first place that it that the uh, uh, right, a couple true. weeks ago. But yes, but anyway, it was there during the Super Bowl. I just I thought it was funny that it reminded me of Fast and Furious. That's my note. It was it feels like Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm still going to go see it, and I'm going to watch shit blow up, and I hope there's no racist robots this time, and we'll be fine. Transformers, man. They haven't Mark had racist Wahlberg. robots for two movies. Calm your shit. I, I just listen. Michael Bay says again that this is his last Transformers movie, like he said last time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's know. gonna it's gonna kind of be like, well, there may not be an E three next year. <laughs> we haven't said that right until they see all the money that the ticket sales bring in, and they go, oh, E three every Everybody. year. Well, E three bigger is, and bigger and bigger. E3 this will be the best E three ever. Uh, I thought it was cool. Of course, I'm gonna put down my money to go see it. So there's that. Uh, so the next movie we're going to talk about is Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Sign me up. Yeah. I mean, hey, Johnny Depp's willing to put on that costume and go do it. The trailer. Uh, look, 
did is are there do you not like one of the previous movies? They're all I thought they were all good. I, I don't like the third yep. one and I'm not a huge fan of the fourth Thank one. Thank you. I echo the same sentiment. The third one I vehemently dislike I, the third yeah, one. Yeah, the third one was not, not, was not gonna lie. At World's At World's End is the one where they go to the edge of the world to get Jack back, and then there's these like Tons of different like pirate captains and Elizabeth Swan becomes a pirate captain. Yeah. Which is why the one with no Keith one Richards why. and the nine pieces of eight. That's the third one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. That'd I be don't. fan. And then the movie Keith right Richards. after that is is bad too. The one where nine listen, the, the ten minutes that Keith Richards is in it is great. great. Everything else about that movie is kind of garbage. Thank you. Yes. A convoluted You're being mean and to makes Johnny no Depp goddamn right sense. Johnny Depp doesn't even watch the movies. He just films it and then dresses and in a costume. And I'm fine if you're hospitals. mean to Johnny Depp in that you're being mean to Tim Burton. That's fine. <laughs> but not this way. I am a fan of the series as a whole because the first one was so great and the second one was, was still pretty good. I like the second one. I'm willing, I'm willing to believe that they've gotten their shit right because it's been like three years since the last movie. All right, so you're 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 optimistic. I'm optimistic. Yes. I feel like I feel like two, three, and four. They were just like, we got to do something because this is huge, and they were just trying to make money, and they turned out a shitty story. Yep. Uh, un- unfortunately, it was a shitty story. You guys go out there and you just pick it apart. Just go sit down and watch it and d- tell me the story. No, no, no. Tell me the story of three. In a in a way that makes sense. Go ahead, please. I love. Oh man, I haven't. I look. I saw it once, and I was like, oh, it's. That was fun. The fact that you won't watch it again shows that it's not a good movie. If I said, hey, listen, we could watch Pirates 1 or Pirates 3 right now, which one are you going to pick? Pirates 1. Right. Yeah, well, well, everybody would pick 1, right? It doesn't have to be, like, you're not you're not going, well, let me watch Tokyo Drift again, but you watch it. I, I do not. Yeah, I watch it. I'll watch it. If it's on, if I'm flipping through and it's on, I'll watch Tokyo Drift. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's okay, so maybe 3 was Tokyo Drift. Fine. But- we're I, as a franchise, I think it's okay. If that shit's on, I will watch it. It looks good. It looks like it's gonna be a little bit more like the first one. Jeffrey Rush is back again, and he looks pretty cool. And obviously, Johnny Depp is back. I think Orlando Bloom might I be back. I think I saw too. Orlando Bloom in there, and Kira Knightley. I think I saw him for like two, two seconds. seconds, and I was like, had a lot of hair and like a scar on his face, right? Yeah, yeah okay. but I couldn't tell because his giant schlong wasn't anywhere to be seen. <laughs> what? So, what? <laughs> Did you not see that picture? Uh, no, I usually don't go after male genitalia. No, I, I, it was, yeah, I, I don't. It was all over the internet, like for a while like you didn't see it on imager or anything because that's where i saw it like like I, 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 okay i i don't i don't feel like i don't can't believe i have to go into detail about this there was a picture of him kayaking with Katy perry like full-on like bare ass bare naked lady style just going you know smiling because he's with Katy perry who wouldn't be and like you see the shadow of his thing it's like the Loch Ness monster was coming out of that kayak it was crazy uh, is it possible that it was the angle like um, angle it was not the, the just the angle of his dangle because Jesus. apparently there were like it was also photos. the heat of his meat you, is what you realize <laughs> your parents listen to this show right like you so know here's, that? I, I have yet to hear a complaint is, from either know, of my parents your shadow's always 10 feet tall you know what I mean like <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, is that your God. shadow's always ten feet tall? Like what? At what angle was the sun? You don't know. <laughs> I don't, don't know. I don't have stupid. the picture readily available, Josh. <laughs> I'm just having not seen the picture. Like, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm saying. 
kind of picture it didn't happen. Like if you didn't actually you can if Google you didn't that see, shit. No, no, no. But like, but my pics, point is, there is are a there pic. pics of the genuine artifact or are there pics of a shadow? <laughs> there are pics of the genuine artifact. Some of them are of a shadow. I don't know. I only saw the shadow photo. I can't believe I'm in this argument with you right now, Josh. Okay, okay. <laughs> there's way too much of this. I I refuse to to know. I I don't. I'm not going to research it now. I'm Look, just man, saying. you brought it up. I'm just saying. If you're going to bring it up, let's talk about I mean, it. Okay, okay. Joke. All right. I thought you guys would get it at the very least. I just don't. You know, I'm not saying be embarrassed about it. Let's at least talk about it. I'm trying to figure out scientifically, <laughs> Bill Nye. <laughs> What what are we really talking about? Then I want you to shadow? fucking Google image search Orlando you're, Bloom. You're the kayaking. one talking about the the angle of the dangle and the heat of the meat. I don't need <laughs> all of it. I just want to know, like, I mean, objectively, I'm just if, saying I saw okay. somewhere <laughs> an imager or something. <laughs> it was this is the part where I awkwardly say, "Empire, it's a uh, dead man tell no tales." Comes out May twenty sixth. Sounds like dead men might tell some tales. <laughs> right. If they come in contact with that giant schlong, they will. It's too bad he's not in Deadwood. Stop saying giant schlong. Like, I mean, it's that's a few times you've said it. I don't think I can say it. I don't think I can, like, muster up the in, the intestinal fortitude to say it again. Well, after that. Segway. Segway. It's, uh, it's time for our favorite segment of the entire podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk. Starting off today's Cape Talk is actually uh, a fan of the show who has a question for us about uh, the CW. So go ahead. Hi, this is Austin from Whiteland, Indiana. I've been listening to you guys for almost a year now, and this is my first time calling in. Woo! So my question is about the latest season of Arrow. Now, I don't know if you all have caught up yet, so spoiler alert just in case. So this season of Arrow, we meet Talia Al Ghul. We find out that she is the one that pushes Oliver to return to Starling City and follow his dad's list. My question here is, <clears throat> how did we get an entire season of Ra's Al Ghul and get an entirely different Al Ghul daughter and never even hear Talia's name spoken? My only guess would have to be that Flashpoint change something and that's how we've gotten Talia but I just want to know what you guys think about it and uh, can you elaborate on this character reveal thank you so uh, first off thank you Austin for for calling in and thanks for listening to the show Uh, this is where I pass the baton to other people because I have not seen uh, this season of Arrow and Brian looks like he has a bunch of opinions so go ahead Brian loosen up and uh, tell us what you got oh uh, Josh are you caught up on Arrow no I not fully. Okay. But, but I we have go. seen some. I got this shit. Let's do this. All right. So, um, Austin, like CJ said, thank you for calling in. It was wonderful to hear your voice. Um, if I recall correctly, and I'm going to have to rewatch some previous seasons of Arrow, most notably season three, I'm almost positive there are several references to Roz's other daughter. She just doesn't show up in it. Nissa makes several references to a sister that she had. I'm almost positive of that fact. What I'm, I know for sure is that in Legends of Tomorrow, when Sarah is lost in time and in an earlier time, and they pick Sarah back up at the League of Assassins, it's Talia. She, it's there. Talia there. Yeah. The little girl's Talia. It's not Nissa. Right. So. 
That was actually uh, one of my favorite Legends moments. Right. So we know Talia exists. I don't think Flashpoint had anything to do with it. I think they just didn't spend too much time saying, well, this, you know, Talia isn't around for whatever reason. Well, I like that take, though. And and again, Austin, to, you know, be completely redundant, I really appreciate the call. Uh, you probably don't need to hear it three times. So the, the well, take. Well, he had to hear it from you. It take? only counts if it's from you. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter from me or from Brian. It's only from you. <laughs> I, guess, I guess the. The take, the thing about that take that I like is that what we have seen thus far, and I can't uh, confirm Brian's uh, theory that it's mentioned earlier because I don't I don't recall that I do. We we've heard Nissa talk about other people. I just I can't recall if it was in any way a reference that I would take as Talia. But the Legends thing I do remember, and the Flashpoint take could very well mean that. The you know it's a different type of character than it was in Legends, and that's cool. So I'm I'm fine with with either theory. I think that there's that CW and, and DC have a ton of different ways they can take this character um, and still keep Nissa relevant, which it didn't seem like Brian uh, from the Legends thing that that would be possible, right? So that the thing I got from Legends was that Nissa was much 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 older. And the thing that I'm hearing from Arrow is that maybe it's not so much, which is where the Flashpoint take comes in. If I recall in that Legends episode, she says something to Roz about a daughter he's going to have, which is Nyssa. Nyssa's a younger sister to Talia. Um, So, I I mean, I don't think she's like much, much, much older or anything like that. I mean, Sarah was back there in like 1948 or something like crazy like that. So, like... I mean, I I find it completely believable that Talia grew up in the League of Shadows and in like the 60s or, you know, later, maybe like when Oliver was, you know, in Russia, branched out on her own and and like left, maybe didn't leave the League of Assassins, but left the the temple to go do her own thing. Um, And, you know, Nyssa then grew up and became the character that we know in Arrow. Um, I don't I don't think anything's changed. I, I just think maybe there was just this character that they might not, they probably didn't think they could have used until now. Like the whole thing, if you there's a, a really interesting article and I can't believe I don't remember where I read it that I forget who it was with. But they were talking about the fact that in season one of Arrow, they wanted to or, I'm sorry, season two of Arrow, they wanted to in- introduce the League of Assassins. And at first, Warner Brothers wouldn't let them because League of Assassins is a Batman thing. And, you know, the ba- the Batman Begins and Dark Knight was very heavy on the League of Assassins. They used Ra's al Ghul in, in Batman Begins, obviously. So and they were like, we don't want the, the two to cross over. And they were like, well, it's, it's just the League. We're not taking any major characters. And then once they kind of ingrained the League of Assassins in the story, they're like, yeah, oh, it. by the way, we're going to do Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and take these characters. <laughs> and, and they're like, wait, you can't do Ra's al Ghul. They're like, it's too, too late. late. We're doing it. We've so, already filmed it. I'm sorry. And like they kind of muscled that in. So I, I fully believe that they're like maybe Warner Brothers was like, all right, you can do Ra's, but you can't take Talia. And then they were like, okay, we won't take Talia because Talia is a huge character in the Batman mythos. Like – she is his lover and the mother to his daughter, uh, his son, Damien, and all of this other stuff. So I believe full heartedly that, like, they probably, you know, threw in a couple references to Talia, not 
thinking that they were going to be able to use her fully. And then, you know, Arrow Season 5 came around. They were probably like, by the way, we're going to use Talia. <laughs> and they were... And they're like, wait, no, you can't use Talia. They're like, Dark Knight was like three years ago, bro. We're using Talia. So <laughs> go hire a director for Flash. <laughs> yeah. You stop worrying about the CW and worry about your shit show of a movie universe. Like, we we got this. So I I, I think that's probably the situation that we were in. Um, so I, I I'm pretty sure I remember other references in the Arrow series to Talia, but I know for a fact they showed her in Legends. Um, and I don't think there's any like discrepancies or anything. I think this is just a character. They're like, Hey, we can use her now. And it wouldn't it be cool if she was like kind of in Ollie's backstory. And like, he, she's the reason that like he takes on this persona of the arrow and that like, he maybe even gets better with the bow and arrow. Cause right now he's not a great fighter. Like we're in the fifth season of these flashbacks and we're like, when did Ollie learn the fight? Well, now here it is. Talia's probably going to train him to be a badass. Um, so I think that's where they're going with it. That's just my guess, my my musings. If you know, you care to to know, that's I'm the answer it. to my question to, to the question. Yep. Yep. Now, Austin, if you find any of that to be incorrect, I would love for you to let Brian know that he was wrong. There's nothing sweeter than putting Brian in his place. So, I'm just listen, saying. Austin, I was put on the spot, and I did not know you had left a voicemail. If you want to come back and tell me you were, I was wrong, by all means. But I will now rewatch all of Arrow just to prove that right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you, Austin, again, really seriously for the call, and uh, thanks for listening. We're so excited to have you uh, listening to our show. So let's talk about some other things that we're super excited about. And now listen, I want the penis references at two. Everyone gets two. Iron Fist. They just I've released, got an Iron Fist for you. <laughs> <laughs> they just released a, a final trailer uh, for Iron Fist. Uh, it looks, uh, I mean, it, it looks awesome. I mean, can it not look awesome? It looks so good. Um, what do you guys think about this trailer? Ryan, I think you almost had a freaking aneurysm when you saw that it had dropped. Did I? Because I texted you motherfuckers and no one responded. <laughs> so I did have an aneurysm when it dropped. And then, you know, I got better and then I watched it again. And then I was really excited and I was still pissed that no one texted me back. Um, I'm, I, it's going to be great. It looks good. He, I'm excited to see where they go with this series. There's, there's so many like, because in the 70s, like, Marvel had, like, a bunch of different, like, martial arts characters that they can kind of throw into this universe. I, I know I've already talked about it in the past with, like, introducing Shang-Chi and that entire universe and thing. Um, I think it's going to be great. And, like, A, a I think the show itself looks great. I think it's it's going to be this really interesting mix of kind of the feel of Luke Cage mixed with the martial arts story of daredevil and i think that's you know interesting um more importantly i got even more excited because this this just means i'm that much closer to defenders <laughs> i really want to see defenders no it looks really great it obviously harkens back a little bit towards um like iron man or uh one of one of those you know comic movies of hey i'm back after 15 years yeah i'm in charge here hey how are you i run a multi-million dollar conglomerate uh, but man, it looks so good. I love the fact when he goes, I am the Iron Fist. And Night Nurse is like, what does that mean? Uh, because that's the question that most you know fans who don't know who Iron Fist is asked. Like, what is with the Iron F- Like, what is this? Like, I don't understand. Uh, but you really it is a you get to see it. Technique. You get to see it immediately after the fact. It looks so good. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, the character of Iron Fist, like, he, he masters his technique to be able to channel all of his chi, chi into, the, like, one punch and be able to just decimate shit. And you saw in the trailer, he freaking takes out, like, an entire building just by punching the ground and things like that. And it's just, it's going to be so cool. And, I, I like, I don't need to see the, like, the flared disco collar, like, in <laughs> action. If they just do one little scene where, like, they did in Luke Cage, I'm okay with it. Right. Um, my favorite part of that trailer, honestly, wasn't even like all the martial arts stuff, which was awesome, but like the beginning where he's walking into his own building barefoot, he looks like a hobo. He's like, Hey, yeah, you know, I own this company. I'm going to go upstairs now. And they're like, what? And they're like, they're trying to take him out of it and everything. Um, I thought that was great. I think it's going to be a, a really good mixture of humor as well, as well as like the, you know, kind of dark and gritty feel, which I feel like. Um, some of the, the the Netflix shows so far, as great as they are, don't have a whole lot of that. A lot of it is very dark and morose and like, uh, it's depressing. Like Matt Murdock just can't catch a freaking break. And like, we all love Matt Murdock for that, but we need, we need kind of like a little levity when, you know, it's time for him to be a part of a team. And I think Iron Fist can bring that. And I'm really excited. And I'm going to stop talking right now because my excitement <laughs> is really kind of showing. So I'm just going to. Cool down. I'm going to let Josh speak because it looks like he wants to say something. I, I think it is going to be pretty dark. And I don't think it's going to be um, – I think this is going to be a lot more like Luke Cage than anything else. Uh, and for a couple of reasons. Iron Fist – I had no idea about Iron Fist as a character until I started listening to Wu-Tang Clan in the early 90s. So – Riza is such a fan <laughs> of martial arts in general, but this uh, this comic book series he's got a passion for, and you heard solid music in the trailer. This <laughs> musically, this is going to be an amazing series. Riza directed episode six of Iron Fist, so music is going to be big and. That you you sold me immediately based on the music in the trailer, so I was very happy with what I saw. I don't know from the character himself. I didn't follow, never watched anything. I don't. I don't know. Or I don't know anything about him. But the culture behind it, the 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 sort of the the hip hop culture that's behind it. It's gonna be dark. It's it's. I don't think it's gonna be very broad collar 70s type stuff brian i think it's going to be very I, I, I don't want it to be i just no no no. I, it's going to be very modern and it's going to be very raw and that's what i'm looking forward to josh wait wait, wait josh josh you did not make an iron fist penis joke we can't move on until you <laughs> penis so <laughs> and there we go iron fist is going to hit netflix in its entirety on march 17th there's so much to do in march so much to do there's so much to see. There's so times. much wrong with taking the back street. I'm just taking off the entire month from work, and I'm just watching movies and watching Iron Fist. That's what I'm doing. Did you in just fact- fucking quote Smash Mouth? Uh, <laughs> yes, I did. In, in On this podcast, you quoted fucking Smash <laughs> yes, Mouth? Yes, it did. I'm surprised it took you that long. I need you to I fucking. I need it. you to take it back. I got. I need you to take it back. <laughs> there, I, that's never. It's not an acceptable reference to anything. Yeah, I mean, seriously, CJ, if you're gonna do that, you might as well just walk on the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, is the end of our cape talk this week, ladies and gentlemen. 
And man, did I not realize how many phallic jokes were going to come out of it. And I apologize. Uh, I do have a, a a quick thing. Why do you apologize? You're the one who says we go lowbrow sometimes. Listen, we went lowbrow. This is this is this is episode three. We went really lowbrow. Uh, so uh, I did want to do some follow up uh, from uh, Brian Roman had actually asked us a question, and I'm really surprised that we haven't talked about this. We haven't talked about Rogue One on this podcast, whether we liked it or not, uh, whether we we briefly talked we about briefly it. I thought briefly talked about it, but we didn't like. I mean, do you want to expand on it a little more? I'm afraid that Josh is going to shit on it and I'll get upset. Because we did it without Josh. That was it. We didn't. We did it without Josh. So here's the thing. Right. We didn't talk about Rogue One on this podcast with Josh Burns present. It was just Brian and I, and we gave like quick impressions. It was that 30 minute episode that we did. So I think we just. Josh, have you seen Rogue One? Yeah. Okay. So I'm very curious to hear your thoughts about it. I'm not. I know what his thoughts are. I. Slept through the entire movie. Yep, there it is. I sat down. I fell asleep. I woke up uh, when they were on the platform, and her father. It was her father. Was it the girl's father got killed? Yeah. Yep. On that yeah. platform there. Yep. I woke up then. I went back to sleep. <sighs> so Josh didn't like it. Yeah. Moving on. Wow. Uh, I didn't say it. no. I didn't say I didn't like it. I I actually did not see it. Oh, okay. Right, but I mean, so, was there a particular reason really why you fell asleep, or it just didn't hold your interest and you fell asleep? Ergo, you didn't. I like just, it. I don't know, man. I, I, I or you just the getting old. I, I kind of <laughs> felt like we, like we know the outcome of this story, right? Everybody dies, and 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 Leia has the plans. I just, I don't know. I, I, I just, I wasn't interested yeah, wait, in it. I uh, made the, I made the kids liked it. I made that same argument. For Planet of the Apes, oh, well, we know that the apes take over the planet. We would, yeah, but it's the story. But how do you get there? You guys sat there and defended that movie. You're going to apply that exact uh, same logic to this movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't do know. I guess you I just guys. wasn't interested. You both yelled at me for saying that. No, I remember the Planet of the Apes conversation. This one was just, I, I don't know, man. I, you know, I'll tell you what. So I slept through that. And on the flight to San Francisco on Wednesday, Doctor Strange was one of the movies that was uh, available oh, yeah. for free. So I watched Doctor Strange, which I also had no interest in seeing, and I, and I like that very much. Rogue One, I just – I don't know, man. I, my brain just went into shut shutdown. Like the movie started, I watched a few minutes, and my brain just shut off. And that was it. So, Josh, I just think maybe you also reached the age where we can't leave you in a dark movie theater by yourself. And yeah, you fall asleep and you yell at kids to get off your front lawn. I don't know, maybe that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, he's man. Cl- I, he's Clint Eastwood and Grant. That's exactly what I, <laughs> Just not, a, just not I racist. I, look, I mean, was anybody over the moon about that movie? I was. I loved and it. And a lot of people were. Yeah, it's, it, I, I was really happy. Loved it. it. Really, like, loved it. Really yeah, loved like, it. Really loved it. Like, Josh, the, the moon was down here, <laughs> and I was above it going over the moon. I, didn't I was like a cow about it. I just jumped. Over the moon, over the moon. Solid rent, solid rent reference, bro. Yeah, but no, I was. I, I, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. I knew a lot of people who weren't really into the Star Wars franchise who did like this movie. And I guess maybe well, that's the it, thing. When okay. it hits iTunes, I'll buy it. I'm, I'll watch it again. It's not the movie that I'm excited about right now. The movie that I'm excited about right now that I've watched four times in the past, I don't know, week and a half, week and a half ish. Arrival. Oh, it's, it's a great movie, right? Oh my god! I know Papa Thornton's it's, not going to agree with that, but it's a good movie. So good. 
Uh, it was so good. I don't know if I can immediately say I trust your movie opinion after you fell asleep in Rogue One, but you're on my side at this point, so I'll take it. I don't. I don't agree with you guys. Uh, so good. So good. You know what? You know. You know. You don't have children. You, you need to have children. Yeah, but, uh, pop, it has nothing to do with that. Children has nothing to do with it, with with the children. It, this movie, I watched it, and I was not as impressed as all of you mfers are with this movie. It was, it, listen, like, if it weren't for those last 20 minutes, it would have been a bad movie. Yep. It but was boring. Whole, but isn't that the that's point? That's the whole point. It's, but not, it's not linear? But the point is, the point is, it was boring for but, but, 90% you, of that fucking when movie. You, when you accept the movie as non-linear, yes. then it's, it's amazing. Great movie. It's really, really good. Like, the moment you suspend your, like, your disbelief. And just go, so the whole thing is a giant circle. And there's no, no I, time. I get it. I get Dude, I get it. So good. I just wasn't impressed. I got I get it. I, I understand it. It's not like over my head or anything. I just felt like this movie was it was good. It was just that this story was so boring until the last <gasps> Until I the big reveal. No, I mean, even I, the look, whole mystery respect, of what the, what they're doing, what do they mean, what do they want. I respect your opinion. I just I don't understand right. it, and that's all. That, no, like, that's all there is to it. That's I just fine. Get it. Let's yeah. let's not rehash old movies. Although Brian was wrong in his opinion, also. I will say this: I watched that, and I watched Collateral Beauty in the same day, and I really enjoyed. Collateral I heard Collateral Beauty. Beauty was a piece of dog crap. I actually I enjoyed yeah, it. I don't think I'll ever watch that. I don't think I'm going no, to. No, you don't have to. It, it's it's a good for a one-time watch, but I don't think you would enjoy it, either of you, honestly. I don't think either of you should watch it. Because you have kids, you should not watch that movie. All of this leads me to my next topic, and I want you to follow along with me because it's all connected. It, it's time for our tech perspective. Fred Zeppelin is looking to change the way you learn to play guitar. What it is, it's a LED row that goes underneath your guitar uh, by your frets and will light up and will show you where to put your fingers on for either the chord or the, the note that's coming up next or the one that's supposed to be playing now. So it's a way to learn how to play the guitar using LED lights. And a fan of the show uh, who is a guitarist uh, wrote in, gave us a small review, uh, and I wanted to, to read it. These types of products have been on the market in one form or another for many years, and they've been used for either the guitar or the piano, but this is the first time that it's actually been linked to an app on a phone or a tablet. So let's start with the obvious. This is a merging of two tech products into one, and it's only $199, which is actually a pretty affordable price for beginners. So all you have to do is pick this up and, of course, uh, a guitar. After you download Fred Zeppelin, uh, you download the app onto your phone and you can choose any song to learn to play from. So for beginners, uh, this guitarist recommends that you keep it simple. Uh, don't whip out complicated bad chords uh, or, or go to you know really complicated songs because you're going to get dis uh, discouraged. This is a great way to kind of feel like it's a like rock band or a, a guitar hero. And it shows the different colors as to where to, to place your fingers. Uh, once you have your song, if you really get into it and you actually know the song pretty well, you can actually make an LED light show, uh, which is pretty cool. So there are two drawbacks uh, to this. The first is as you progress and you want to play more complicated songs with uh, you know guitar licks and complicated riffs, the app may not be able to tell you when to slide a note or to, to bend off a note. Uh, and the the product says that the fretboard uh, lies on the, the neck of the guitar, but you can probably still feel that. Uh, but the reviewer says he hasn't really uh, you know used it. It's all just based off of a 
what he read online. But anyway, he sees it as a, a great product to maybe learn the guitar. So maybe Brian needs to get this uh, and maybe a guitar. So next time he finds himself roaming around aimlessly his it? palatial estate, contemplating the latest cat to male ratio figures, he can teach himself to play Drops of Jupiter while he sings quite well and is not very hard song to play. Respectfully submitted by the Grandmaster Sensei, Papa Thornton. God damn it. So, this is pretty cool. I, 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 I'm going to learn eventually, Dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> so this I'm is... sorry I didn't learn to play guitar when you wanted me to. <laughs> Super disappointment is what I was Apparently. saying. Papa Thornton's review is actually much longer than this and much more eloquent than I could say. And I'm going to put his entire review up on our website. Uh, so go check out the show notes so you can see the entire thing. Brian, I will say this. You know what gets in his craw is because I'm so fucking good at rock band. He just doesn't understand <laughs> why I can't apply it to real guitars. Because rock band is like Simon or. It, that, right. Like that's or, how I so work. Rock, you know what? Rock band is a bop it. Right. Right. <laughs> but playing a guitar takes a lot more. It takes finesse and there's, there's a ton more feel to it than just what you're doing with rock band, which is not a, at all about artistry or feel. It's it's like, like DDR. It's, it's just they're not really dancing. You're just you, moving. You, just, your feet. you learn I beg to a, differ you because learn, when I go to this wedding in September. I'm going to bust out some DDR moves. I'm just you learn saying. a pattern and it becomes muscle memory. And I understand that playing an instrument, there's there's quite a bit of that. But there's so much artistry involved with playing the guitar that, I, I mean, I, I think this would be a really cool way to learn it. Um, I'm not, you know, like, I just, you know, Brian, if you're not, I'm not musically inclined, not that way. So playing instruments doesn't, I'm just, I can't do it. I, I try to play piano. No, like I, I just can't. I can't do it. Maybe that's you. Maybe Guitar Hero's it. Well, Papa Thornton said one of the, one of the things that he likes about this is for the beginners, it, it will really keep you honest because it even tells you when you've missed something or you've played something incorrect so you can go back and try it again. So it really is – uh, I mean, I, I know the one thing because I had tried to 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 learn the guitar, and not only is my brain defective and left-handed and all that jazz, but I really just – I need to know where my fingers need to go exactly. And when you look at someone else or someone else is doing it for you, it's just not the same. Like, I just don't learn that way. So this is a really cool way just to have, you know, that light up thing as to here's where you put your fingers in. And you really kind of you kind of feel like you're doing this. You're guiding yourself, which gives you, I think, in my opinion, a bigger sense of, of confidence and a bigger sense of accomplishment when you do something like this. And for, I mean, honestly, 200 bucks, that's less than, uh, you know, a guitar lesson, a group of guitar lessons. I think, like I said, I think it's a great way to learn. It's pretty darn cool. So, Brian, uh, when are you buying a guitar so you can go ahead and get uh, this Fred Zeppelin? If I buy a guitar without my father present, I will be murdered. Like, I need to FaceTime him and then go to a music store of some kind. <laughs> you just, no, no, no. You just go to the pawn shop and you look for the one that looks like it was sold to them by a tortured artist. You buy that one. <laughs> That works. That works. So this is really cool. I definitely think it's worth uh, checking out. Go check out, again, Papa Thornton's uh, review 
slash uh, first impressions of this is definitely worth a read. Uh, and I'll include a, a video in this too so you can kind of see this thing in action. It's a pretty cool device. And uh, I think it's just like Josh says, I think it's a great way to to start for beginners to learn how to, to play the guitar. If you're a guitarist and you see this, we definitely want to hear what you think about it as well. So don't be afraid to reach out to us, podcast at thatkindofnerd.com, or be just like Austin and leave a message. We'll tell you how to do that at the end of the show. I don't know Austin personally, but I kind of want to be like him. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> just saying. So Josh Burns, of course, being the scholar that he is, uh, was uh, trolling on Thrillist and found this article, Things You Do Every Day That Will Seem Crazy in 50 Years. Uh, And when I first read the headline, I'm like, this is really? Come on, really? And then as you read this, you're like, yeah, I can kind of see all this happening. So the first thing is eating, moving, or sleeping without tracking it. Now, in 50 years, that's going to be kind of weird. Uh, and I mean, this is where, you know, the Apple watch and Fitbits and for a lot of people, it's kind of weird now uh, for a lot, for a lot of people, they don't ever take off their monitoring device, the Fitbit or whatever it is. And there's apps to track food and there's a social aspect to it, right? On Fitbit and Apple watch, you can challenge your friends for fitness goals and things like that. But I mean, then we're also talking things like, you know, blood sugar and we're talking things about, you know, general health that we just don't necessarily you know, measure or look at now uh, with these devices because they're just not capable of doing it. But yep. yeah, in 50 years, I could totally see how doing that is going to be a uh, just, just uh, an everyday thing, like a normal thing. I feel like, though, this is halfway a Black Mirror episode, but yeah, I could do totally this. The thing I think when I was reading through this list that struck me the hardest was the setting alarm clocks, right? And really? they talk about how, yeah, well, all right, so. Like an actual clock. I don't – not a no. clock, um, but any alarm, an alarm on your phone, right? And the, the thing about it is there are devices that monitor your sleep, your sleep cycle, and right. figure out the right point at your cycle to wake you up. The theory is that it's it's less about how long you sleep but more about at what point you're at in your cycle when you wake Yes. And and what I'm I here's my my thought process is I I sleep at, in different time zones and different days and it seems like you know an increasing amount lately. And so I'm not always sleeping at the right times or for the right amount, but invariably I will feel better or worse and could be the same amount of sleep at the same time as the day before with no other variables, but I'll feel worse. So I have to think it's about the sleep cycle. And this is the thing that I think improves humanity and and then therefore avoids the zombie apocalypse <laughs> is that is that when people generally are in better spirits when they wake they have a better day. If this can help people have a better day every day, sign me up. Sign everybody yeah. up. And and that was the thing that I, you know, that's the technology uh aspect of this that I thought was the coolest. Because everything else is kind of, you know, like to going to the doctor for physicals. Yeah. All right. We measure everything. You still need to go to your doctor. That's never <laughs> – like that's not going to well, change. I think the other part too so is much. if you give your doctor the the data, right, if they can get all the, the data from your health and fitness tracker, all the stuff that you're tracking now – and you give that to them, and then and then of course you got virtual presence where just something. Yes, I agree. At some point, you will have to go see a human. I mean, there's no way around right. that, or even right. maybe a, a robot with a hand somehow. Like, I don't know. 
But uh, I, you don't want a robot with a hand <laughs> handling your but, your thing. But I, <laughs> that's a really awesome. There was a big thing. Awesome. There was only right, like, there was right. only a few things on this list. CJ, what what on this list hit you the hardest? For me, it was uh, passing plates of food around the table, which is the question of you know the eternal question of what we're going to have for dinner, uh, and that how your diet is could be uh, kind of structured based on your genetics. And instead of uh, getting a, a a meal that kind of fits what you think is healthy and fits everybody, kind of getting more individual meals. And they kind of cited the fact that uh, 3D printers right now can actually make food, that the astronauts use that to have pizza, which is – I just think is, that's a cool sentence. Uh, but that people are going to have individualized foods even within your, your family. And to me, they kind of splash into the Back to the Future thing where they had like the the dehydrated food and it was sure everyone just gets something really small food preparation is really quick so it's not you know making four or five individual meals but for me it was that your your diet could be based off your dna i mean that's i don't know how that happens but i can see how that could be a reality really quick I, I don't i don't think it works for socialization at all um i think yeah. that part of i think that part of the dynamic of a group is is that passing around the plates but um, I could see, you know, four days a week, those things being predictable. And t- I mean, the, analogy- the way it is in my house now, I I tailor everybody's meals to them. Like, but my kids, two of them, they don't eat the same thing, and very often Laura and I don't eat the same thing. So I guess I agree, but I think we're I think we're already doing that. Yeah, and and the other thing I was going to say, the way that it's kind of already here now, but again, this is going to be every meal all the time is catered. I mean, catered to your DNA is the bigger part, but, um, you know, lunch with my coworkers, you know, we all have lunch at the same time and we all eat together and talk, but we're all making and cooking our own separate meals. Uh, and you still get that sense of community, but yeah, it's not like, you know, going to Buca de Pepo and passing the plates around or something like that. Client, look, client dinners are a lot different than that. Um, and, and, and I do a lot of those and it ends up being 12 small plates on the table. Think about, the last time all the boys went out together, this was, you know, what in, in like January, early January, yeah, the, the right? The whole group of us went out to dinner together. It was great. And it was it was a bunch of small plates being shared by 10 guys. Yeah. So it, I, I think there, there's still always – there's always going to be an aspect of that. But I, I really – I do like I do like where it's going. It just wasn't – I think we're already there in some ways. There's a part on this list, popping in regular old contact lenses – and how there will now be uh, – you can now have contact lenses that are blink-controlled video recording or Yeah, what the hell is – this men, is what pops out to me. Yeah, reading things it right that now. look at like glaucoma and diabetes, people that yeah, – so I mean basically like having a health and fitness tracker in your eyes. I mean we want to talk about Black Mirror. This is the one that, that – That legitimately f- was an episode of Black freaks Mirror. freaks me out that recording I, that. I mean, like, even ooh. 50 years from now, I can't see the, – the problem is – Anything that does these things requires power. And yeah. he, in right, so That's, and when there's power, there are impulses sent. You know, and it would have to be obviously some sort of a computer chip in there. Yeah. So, but this is where technology, I just I don't see I don't see how you wear that on your eyes. Well, this is and where technology do, like wireless wireless charging and that if that's developed fast enough, that's how you power that. You can have a power source. Implanted. This is the black mirror behind your ear is the size of a grain of rice, and it's not only the DVR but it's also the power to record the thing. The 
the thing that gets me um this is the thing on the list that i read and i went this seems see, like it's not but at the same time this is also the thing that like augmented reality is trying to do that you could look at something and get the nutritional information on it look at a person see their facebook or CJ, linkedin profile it's, it's not it's not biological oh i'm like, not saying thing, like the problem is it's way beyond the problem goes way beyond technology and into biology and medicine, right? I think how it's do you more than 50 inf- years out. Yes, How that's do you prevent right infection, right? I mean, how do you not lose an eye? Right. So this is – yeah, we're not – this isn't 50 years from now. This I is agree. Stardate whatever, but it's, it's <laughs> not Stardate 2214.13. Um, but, but this is really four. interesting. I, I'm going to share the link to the list and, again, put it in our show notes – Definitely curious to hear what you guys have to say about this. What do you think maybe is going to be something that will seem crazy that we do every day in 50 years? Uh, I think it also the addiction to just checking our phones is going to look ridiculous uh, to people in 50 years. I think we're going to have a different way to interact with with that. Uh, so I'm curious to see what that is on the list. Here is something you don't have to wait 50 years, though, for, and that's the brilliant smart light switch. Um, this looks actually really interesting, really cool. Um, Josh, you you saw this product. It's got a five inch touchscreen on it. It's got swipe based gestures. It's got um, the ability to connect to Sonos, uh, Nest, uh, Amazon Echo, uh, tons of different things. What did you think about this? Uh, I think it's a, a cool product. I think it's a it's an an inexpensive way around automation or integration. Uh, in a way that will come back and bite you later. Like it's, yeah, it's the thing where like you can get it done for a little bit less right now. So you go with these switches and then you end up hating the interface or they wear too quickly or whatever, where you could have spent, I mean, admittedly a lot more for a full integration setup that's run off a tablet that when it breaks, you just replace it with another tablet, right? Where, where instead of replacing all of your actual light switches, that for me, and then you 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 know, like l- the light switches age and they never function the right way after a few years, and it's just going to be, I don't know. It just seems like well, this it, is, if you can control it with an app, you should. This is, well, you not can. have a, another another. P- well, you can, but this is you're asking me about how do I feel about a piece of hardware being installed on my wall, yeah. and I'd rather not have it. So you'd rather just have like HomeKit compatible devices that your phone controls small? I'd rather have uh, a system uh, – I'd rather have Savant set up and, and just, just run that. So let me, let, me, let me tell you iPads. a little bit about this, listeners, about what we're talking about. So Brilliant – this is a product that's available – well, available to pre-order now, shipping in the summer of 2017. Uh, that is a small, um, a small device that goes onto your light switch. It's got a five-inch touchscreen on it. Uh, there's a model that has like three um, slots that you can drag your finger to to raise and lower it. It's got the ability to kind of do a bunch of things. So you can play music with it. You can talk to Amazon Alexa. Alexa. You can hook it up to to Ift and some other smartphone um, applications that can let you control your home. Uh, and each switch right now, the early bird price uh, goes for one forty nine. Uh, they're also available in two, three, and four models for about two forty nine to three forty nine, respectfully. Uh, so, I mean, it is rather inexpensive. Looking at what you get, it is controlled by an iOS and Android app. If you're not able to go ahead and touch the screen, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. It also has video cameras built into it uh, for security. I, I want you to think about and then like intercoms. for a moment. Think about for a moment, CJ. 
the five inch touchscreen, big five inch touchscreen, no contract phones that are available for one hundred forty nine dollars. Okay. Now, I, I mean, essentially, you're talking about a five inch tablet. Yep. With a bunch of other functionality for $149, what do you think the quality of that touchscreen is going to be? Yeah, not very good. Uh, I mean, honestly. Yeah. And, but, but, but so at the that's, same- where, that's where I'm at. No, I agree. Is that you're, you're, buy, you're already buying something. You're investing money into something, several somethings likely for your home that are already subpar. Here's here's the thought that I, I have. I got a problem though. with that. I don't live in in a house like like you do, Josh. And I certainly don't live in a palatial estate like Brian does. Uh, I would only get one of these. I would get one for one forty nine. Put it in my my living room where I spend the most times, where I'm recording right now. Having the ability to have built in Amazon Alexa, uh, put it into Ift, um, and start controlling a couple things in my house. Uh, I'm actually pretty okay with this. I'm not saying that this is something I would buy, but like if someone's like, hey, I bought you this thing, here you go, it's, I certainly so wouldn't turn it down. And and no, no, no. And I think I think that when you start I wouldn't kick it out of the bed in the morning. Right. When I when you start talking about just wanting to use Ifty and wanting to use Alexa, you're already talking about a lower level of it's not integration. It's 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 part specific automation, but it certainly isn't whole home integration, and I'm not True. interested in anything that doesn't run my entire house. Okay, right? no, I don't fair. care about certain rooms, and that's where I'm at. Fair. With it. So, I've used Alexa. I am way less than not at all impressed. Yeah, like, it's, I it's just not think, I think it's junk. Yeah, I've used Google Home. It's junk. None of these solutions are any good. So we're not at the point where we have Jarvis. We're not there. Voice recognition won't do it. It still needs to be app controlled, which means you need an iOS device, you need an iPad, and again, we're right back to automation. Spend the extra money if you want to do that. If you want to control, like CJ said, a couple rooms, I think that one of those uh, junky things is fine, like Alexa or Google Home. Combined with the Philips Hue lights and the Nest and the Ifty stuff, like it's just that you have to tweak so many different things to get it to work the and way that's you want the problem Because that's what I have in my house. There aren't – see, there, here's what there aren't, CJ. A bunch of great macros. Yeah. There just aren't. Here's what I have in my house. I have uh, a couple Wemo switches set up. I have my phone set up to Ift. So I have a toggle on my uh, notification center. Why can't you say Ifty like a human Because it's being. called Ift. It's not called Ifty. It's called Ifty. No, there's Ifty. no Y. Where's the Y? It's three Ts. It's Ifty. I've never it's, heard it called it's Ift, Ift ever. Watch the video. They explain it. It's called Ift. I've always heard it. So I have it set up right now with a Wemo, and I have it set up to if this, then that. Uh, So this way I can pull down from my notification center, and I have a toggle where I just press a button, and it does the command. So like it will turn off my lights at a certain time and all that, and it's fine. I think this is a a cool thing, but I'm with you, Josh. It isn't fully there yet. But for $150, I think it may be worth a couple people to try it out. So I'm with you. Let's get it better. But, I mean, damn good start. I hope this company doesn't get bought up by Fitbit or something, and then we never hear from it again. So let's move on to a little bit of gaming news. Back in 2015, uh, Xbox head Phil Spencer said that the Xbox One will be able to play select Xbox 360 games. Well, now uh, he is sending out a tweet that said, never say never. 
And there's a possibility that uh, Windows 10 will be able to play Xbox 360 games via an emulator, which is pretty cool if you own a Windows device. And for a lot of it's really great for the f- whole ten people who upgraded to Windows Ten. Uh, yeah, okay, maybe that part's true. As you say, a lot of the uh, PC gamers they're probably not running Windows Ten because you know I'm on Windows Ten on my Windows device. And like and, and saying it. and saying that, being like, hey, never say never. We may possibly someday, perhaps, maybe you'll be able to play this on your Windows Ten device that you may or may not own. Like it's the most ridiculous tweet I've ever heard. Well, like, isn't so? Hold on a second. Isn't isn't just like either building or buying a a like a decent PC and installing emulators on it isn't that just better anyway? Yeah, yeah. but uh, the Xbox but it'll be it'll be built in, Josh. Who cares? It's be native. Look, here's here's the thing. As much as I love native everything, Brian. As much as that's my like my personal mantra, it's it's native with Apple. Native shit with Windows isn't good. The idea of getting excited about something that might possibly happen is ridiculous. It's like me. Never mind. I was about to say a really horrible self-deprecating joke. <laughs> good. No, you you um, can't backpedal out of that. Come on. No, I you can't. Can. Don't say it. I absolutely can. Um, it's it's a ridiculous concept. Like either fucking tell me if I can do it or don't. Like don't send out a tweet. It's like the blue balls of the PC community. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. is what Wait. it is. This is this is an announcement about our consideration of one day contemplating the possibility of maybe putting an emulator on a system to be determined at a further date. For which an operating system has that not a whole lot of dis- people have. Which has already been discussed, is in process and is subject to change. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Hashtag ambiguous. I don't know why this is news. I really don't. I understand why you brought it up, CJ. I just don't know why it's news. It's ridiculous. Is there like a department head of vagary? Because that's the person who wrote that tweet. We grabbed a PR person. What can we say? You really can't say anything. Yeah, but I got to say something. What I want to do is say something but actually not say anything. Yeah, I kind of don't want to make promises, but I want to get everyone's hope up. But I also don't want to get their hopes up. Yep. Anyway, that's that's that. That's the speech that Brad Pitt gave to Matt Damon in Ocean's Eleven before he met with Andy Garcia. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's that. That's what. Yeah. All right. Solid. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for listening to the show, and welcome if it was the first time that you listened to the show. Now you know what your friends got you into. We are so sorry if it was the first time you listened to the show. <laughs> now, you had to hear a lot of shit. I'm so sorry for you. Please come back. <laughs> That's Brian's plea for help. All right. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. And obviously, there's a few ways that you can interact with us. So you can be just like Austin. You can give us a call and you can actually leave a voicemail and we'll play it on the show. All you have to do is call 484-373-4119. Again, the number is 484 373 4119. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search that kind of nerd. Uh, thank you again so much, Josh and Brian, for coming on this week's episode. And thank you for going lowbrow, as I would anticipate. That it was you such would. a chore. <laughs> um, and we will see you guys next week. I have it up. You just need me to hit play. You have yeah, it up. No, too. no, 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 no. Josh, somebody once told me the world was going to roll me.
It's okay. CJ's not the sharpest tool in the shed. You making me some Tostitos? Hi, Jenny. Get her back in the frame. Put the headphones on her. Brian wants to talk to you. Hi, Jenny. Hi. So, you you know, I, I love both you and CJ like you were brothers and sisters of mine. That name is mine. No. You can't have it. You don't even have a girlfriend, okay? I have a baby in my belly. Well, why don't you go ahead and drive that knife a little deeper? Thanks a lot. (laughs) Goodbye. 